Yo, 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 what's your man, Max Weezy? I said, yo, 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 it's your man, Max Weezy. Welcome inside the Barbershop. Live from the 919, listener to the Barbershop podcast, of course. And I have content creator, video maker, advice giver, all-around funny man, Kylan Morris, here in the Barbershop with me today. Uh, we're going to chop it up about three topics, essentially. Uh, we're going to talk to him about some of his videos. I'm actually going to play a clip at the end of this intro. I'm going to play a clip. Actually, I'm just going to play it right now. Here's a clip from his uh, one of his videos couple clips from his video so you guys get familiar with who he is if you haven't heard of him before here they go so somebody asked me how do you deal with dating somebody that your family or your parents don't fuck with you deal with it the exact same way they deal with it you just don't give out of all the people my family members been dating i don't remember any of them consulting with me about who they been with and guess what i didn't expect them to why because who you choose to date ain't none of my business now listen obviously the goal is to date somebody that both you and your family with well, let's just be real for a minute you don't date people because that's who you think your family gonna like. You date them because that's who you gonna like, right? You don't take interest in somebody because you think they gonna make your family happy. You like them because they make your ugly When you choosing to date somebody, it's all about you and your happiness. Fuck all that, if my mama don't like them, then I can't be with them, boy. Because I'm pretty sure that all y'all got at least one ex that everybody in your family fucked with when y'all was together. And it didn't make a difference. Why? Because you didn't. And if somebody told you right now that you should get back with them just because that's who your family likes, you would tell them to kiss the fattest part of your ass. Now I say all that to say this. Why your family don't like them is also important. If you got one of those families that just don't like people for no apparent reason, then I suggest you not take what they're saying seriously. I just don't like them is not a valid, sufficient reason to tell somebody to stop messing with somebody. If they actually point out that you didn't notice and they just so happen to be like big red flags then you gotta take that into consideration do y'all remember when i told y'all about these love goggles basically what love goggles do is they blind you to all the negative things about somebody that you love you ever had like a friend that was so infatuated with somebody that was not good for them at all and you was trying your best to pull them out of this toxic relationship but because them love goggles was on some type all they saw was this amazing beautiful person this is why when people who really have your best interest give you actual reasons to stop messing with somebody you kind of got to take it seriously i'm not saying that you shouldn't take consideration from what your parents say but at the end of the day who you gonna end up with depends solely on you there's plenty of people out here that your mama would love to see you with you're not gonna be with them just off the street that that's what your mama wants. every decision that you make is supposed to be a decision that's gonna make you happier in the long run all right all right all right so yeah that's the guy that's gonna be joining me today inside the barbershop uh, we're also going to talk about some NBA basketball now that the All-Star break has come and went. We're in the second half of the season, so we're going to get you. We're going to we shared our predictions for the season, for the rest of the season, playoffs and everything like that, especially on the Eastern Conference side of things, where it's a little less predictable. We also discussed who we thought should win the NBA MVP, and we also talked about the subject that has been a lot of people's minds uh especially on twitter for a while is russell wilson nfl quarterback russell wilson sierra's husband russell wilson is russell wilson corny all that good stuff and more right here at the barbershop all right, all right, all right, it's Mad Max Wheezy. 
We're back inside another episode of the Barbershop Live from the 919, where everything is nice and fine. I have entertainer, content creator, Colin on the podcast today. Colin, say what's up to the people, man. What's good? So uh, if you guys do not know, or you've been hidden under a rock somewhere, man, uh, Colin is pretty uh, popping on, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the social medias, really. And uh, Colin, you release videos uh, just about every week. Uh, about a lot of different topics is it's normally advice um giving uh, pretty much or just your perspective on different things that that you know come across in, in your in your life or, or or on social media and uh these videos get a lot of buzz spark a lot of discussion and are actually pretty interesting and i really uh, i've been following you for a little little minute on twitter and just really uh am always like blown away by the how you're able to pinpoint certain certain things and, and be accurate about uh so many different things so i had to have you on the barbershop and i thank you so much man for being willing to come in and talk to me for a little bit i appreciate you i appreciate you for having me man yeah uh so let's let's tell us a little bit about about your background man like where like you're you're located in in georgia what part of georgia so I'm uh I don't want to say I'm in Atlanta because okay. uh, whenever I talk to whenever I say whenever I talk to somebody that's really from Atlanta they they never say you you ain't from Atlanta you you in Gwinnett so I'll just say I'm in like the uh I'll just say I'm in like the outskirts of Atlanta uh, gotcha. if you in Georgia I live in uh, I live in Lawrenceville okay so that's, that's fair. like it's like it's about thirty minutes outside of Atlanta so yeah, I'll say I'm in yeah I'll say I'm in Atlanta area <laughs> that's not bad I mean yeah like. I grew up. I grew up in, and I actually grew up in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So I'm right up uh-huh. the road, and uh, you know now I live. I live in Chapel Hill, which is 30 minutes outside of Raleigh. But you know everybody that you know, if you watch college basketball, people know about the Tar Heels, UNC, whatever. Yeah. So I mean, uh-huh. it's a little bit more familiar. But you know, I get you know people people from Charlotte just like normally they think of like Raleigh and Durham as like one one big conglomerate. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, right. I'm in Raleigh, whatever. <laughs> so. I'm just I'm just gonna come out and say like where does this like knowledge and perspective come from like is it like what did you go to school for like what is what how how did this all sort of like where does it all come from this this intuitiveness and insight that you have uh I don't know I, to be honest I can't really give you a, a straight up answer when it comes to that uh, mm-hmm. I really just I've always been good at uh, interpreting how I feel into into in a comedic way you know what I'm saying right. Um, the, uh, the way that the way my mindset goes when I do those videos is I always I try to I try to hit the mark every single time I, I try to I hate having to make part twos to videos you know what I'm saying like right. I hate having to so I always try to explain myself fully and put like this I try to in every situation that I make a topic about or, or a video about I treat it as if I am talking to the dumbest person in the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And and when I'm done making this video, I want even the dumbest person to be able to comprehend exactly what I'm saying. Right. You know what I'm saying? And what my, my major goal is I want if like let's say you disagree with me. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a hard time explaining why you don't agree with what I'm saying. Even if you don't, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah, I just I just try to explain myself fully, but I mean to answer your question, like where it comes from, I don't, I, I don't know. I think I might have just been born, <laughs> just been born with it, to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, man, that's 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 really cool, and I think that's really a good point. You actually make a good point about that. I think it, 
if anybody watches your videos, they, it's very hard. Not saying that, you know, everybody's always right about everything, but you right. come from it from a, such an objective standpoint and such a, like, you know, educated, informed standpoint that it is hard to be like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? So, you're right. Um, and, and it, so that's what's so cool. about. So do you, do you consider yourself like, do you consider yourself a comedian or like, what do you like? Or is that just mm-hmm. the tone that you like to? No, you know, I'm not. A, I, I, I used to want to go down that route, but now I don't right. consider myself a comedian. I'm really just, I'm just an entertainer, man. I, yeah. I like creating content. Uh, but I've never done stand up a day in my life, man. I, I'm not. I don't consider myself a comedian. I mean, other people refer to me as an internet comedian, but I mean, I'm just as, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just I'm just a dude making videos, man. That's right. You know, right now that's all I am. But you know, I don't know. I don't consider myself a comedian. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're funny. I'm not saying like you're you know you're not funny at all. I mean, they're they're pretty funny because it because like you said, like because you're I feel like because you're hitting that perspective of let me talk to the dumbest person you kind of it, it's it's almost like you're a common sense you know thinker you're a common sense you know artist you hit that basic level of of um of knowledge and of uh perspective so easily and, and with so much consistency it, it's funny you know what i'm saying so right so i'm sorry yeah. let me let me no, just, let me just come in just real yeah, quick so uh that, oh, and that's another reason i don't really consider myself a comedian because when i'm making videos my my objective is not to make people laugh. You know what I'm saying? So when somebody comes to me and says, oh my God, this dude ain't even that funny. This dude ain't even that funny. Like, that's not, I mean, that's, I mean, look, I mean, I want to make you laugh. I, I don't want to say that I'm not trying to make you laugh. I mean, obviously I'm trying to make you laugh, but my most important thing is, did you understand the message? Like in all my videos, I want to say something. You know what I'm saying? I want you to leave my videos knowing that, you know, I'm not like an agenda, but like, I'm, I'm sending a message and did you get the message? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you agree with me or not? Like, did I like, is what I'm saying making sense or not? You know what I'm saying? So I do that part first. Like I, I care about being right first and being funny later. You know what I'm saying? And if I can come up with a dope, with a dope analogy to, to, uh, (laughs) to, to push my point, then that's, that make it even better because, and that's why I have so many analogies because people understand what I'm saying better when I can analogize it, you know what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. And, w- and where did this all begin with? Like, where did it start for you? Like, what made you decide, hey, I'm just going to get on here and, and and do videos? And what platform did you start on? So, I actually, I started on Twitter. Right. Um, I realized that I wanted to do videos. It was, I was actually in the Navy. It was like 2015, wow. 2016 is when I really decided, like, man, I want to, like I want to do something. Like I, I know I'm funny. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and to be honest, hold on. Let me just rewind this a little bit more. Like, I always, I've always been like the class clown in my school and stuff like that. Yeah. And but you know, I, I didn't realize that I was like, you know, that funny until I joined the Navy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was meeting people from all walks of life, and they would tell me that I need to be a comedian. I need to be on YouTube. I need to be this. I need to be that. Wow. And so I got on. Well, I got out of the military and uh, I got out in 2017 and that's when I started doing my videos. I got out in February of 2017 mm-hmm. and my first video was in March 2017 and I just been growing ever since then. And I actually chose the reason I chose Twitter is because I've always been the Twitter guy to all my friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um 
I mean, I got on Facebook a little bit later than later, and then eventually I went over to YouTube. Mm-hmm. But you know, I chose Twitter because that's where all my people are, man. Mm-hmm. That's like Twitter has always been my family. Like Black Twitter, like as much as Black Twitter gets on my nerves, man, <laughs> Black Twitter holds a special place in my part, a special place in my heart. So you know, that's why I, that, that's like my central social media outlet. Yeah, you made us. You made a smart decision. I think. I think you have to. You really have to go to where where people are, meet people where they are. That's kind of the biggest concept that creators and some people don't understand is that sometimes like we, we have these ideas and we're like, Oh, I want to do this way. But like, you know, that was, that's, you know, in, in my personal life as well. And the work that I've done, it's always been about, let me meet the people where they are as much as possible because you can't just snap your fingers and, you know, when whatever, whatever, no matter how talented you are, no matter how good you are at something, you can't snap your people's and make pe- snap your fingers and make people show up. You have to sort of like meet them where they are. So I thought that was that's a, that's a, actually a really smart move by you, um, and I, right. obviously it's worked out. Um, but yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's talk about Twitter for a second because because um, you know it's it's become like. I don't, I don't know if you sort of felt this cycle at all. I mean, I know obviously, like you know, being in the Navy, I'm sure you know you're kind of like preoccupied with with everything that comes that comes with that. But um, you know, for me, I've been on Twitter for a while, probably since like 2011, 2012. But you, yeah. you sort of saw like a you sort of saw like a popularity of it at first, or or. And like a like first it was kind of confusing like it was like something that you kind of like could follow celebrities on like whatever whatever like people would just sort of like talk about their thoughts and then for a while everyone was saying you know twitter is dead blah 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 like nobody's on twitter anymore so there was like a mass exodus of of people you know on twitter but now and especially with the with the introduction of instagram being you know being more popular but now it seems like twitter is extremely alive and well black twitter is extremely alive and well it's, it's thriving mm-hmm. you know black twitter you know with all, all these different pockets you know whether you're you know a trump supporter whether you're you know black whether you're whatever like a lot of people are f- sports fans you know people are really you know thriving on twitter or twitter is really thriving yeah. so like what in your opinion like what what is it that makes twitter so popular now or like what's uh, what, what like what's brought Twitter back to you? Like what is what is what are, what's drawing people to Twitter that they weren't drawn to, you know, five years ago? I think uh, honestly the when the generation behind it, I think it's Gen Z. So the people after the millennials, when they got old enough to really start using it, that's when I noticed that like Twitter just really got bigger than what it was right now. I mean, I would say around 2015. It's when I really start seeing, you know, Twitter change, so to speak. But um, I think, uh, to be honest, like what made it bigger is like, like I said, the people that came behind us and uh, the fact that celebrities are so close, like we can touch them. You know what I'm saying? Like we can can easily speak directly to a celebrity. Like you can't do that on any other platform. You know what I'm saying? Like, and most of the time, like the people uh, find out things on twitter before you know the news like people don't even watch the news no more yeah you know what i'm saying so i think uh, what made it so big is is just those two things right there uh the, the generation that came behind us and the fact that celebrities are just so accessible yeah absolutely 
yeah, I think those are the big parts of it. You can definitely, there's definitely more of a, more of a intimate, you know, interaction space with, with other people, you know, with, with Twitter, you can, you know, see things from people that aren't following you way easier than you can with other platforms like Facebook. You can't really see anything from anyone else if they're not your friend, you know, unless people are sh sharing stuff. But even then, like, you know, it's not as, as interactive and, and with, um, with Instagram and Snapchat, those things are more personal. Um, you know, nobody's really going to the explore page on Instagram to look at other people's stuff. It's normally, you know, you're you're seeing what's what you're what you're following, what you want to see, essentially. Um, right, right. With Twitter, you see things from all over the place. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, it's funny, and I think it's just cool how you've been able to like, you know, Twitter is has not is not really considered like a a video platform, but you but you know, you've been able to, you know, have a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, engagement on Twitter, you know, with video. Right. Um, and so let's talk about just a couple of the, the, the videos that you've done. Cause I, I was trying to try trying to sort of like look through it and see if I could find it myself, but what, what video it probably was the biggest for you? Like in terms of like retweets, likes engagement, like what was the biggest one? Do you, if you can recall uh, off the top of my head I think the video that has the most views is called ladies shoot your shot and and, and what I was telling I think they got over I think it got like 225,000 views wow. on it. and uh, basically I was just telling women because you know women always you know talking about how they want they men and you know just a, a summary of the video I was basically telling women you know instead of waiting for a man to come get you why don't you go pick your man mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like if you see a man that you like you know, go after him. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't wait for him to come to you. Go to him. Right. You pick your man. You know what I'm saying? And like, and what a lot of people don't know is I actually like, you know, like before that video, I actually did like a whole bunch of research and I found that most women that actually shoot their shot with their men, mm -hmm. you know, like most, most times when a woman approaches a man, mm -hmm. the relationship is actually more likely to last longer than if he approaches her. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so just, just little stuff like that that I do. And, you know, I just, you know, put it into a comedic way. So it's true, but it's also entertaining. How long does it take you to, to like, once you have the idea or once you have the topic, how long does it take you to actually make the video? So usually I'll, because I, I, I usually record on Monday. Mm -hmm. uh, usually on Saturday and on Sunday, I'm thinking about what I want to talk about. And usually I'll like narrow it down to what I want to talk about that Sunday night. And then I'll start writing Sunday night. Right. Okay. And usually I'll maybe I'll write probably half of the video because I, I all my videos are scripted for the most part. Okay. Like sometimes I'll ad lib things and then I'll, I'll throw them in at the last minute. But for the most part, I have a, a script that I go by. And so I'll write maybe half of it Sunday night and then that Monday I'll finish the rest of it up and then I'll record it that night. Okay, cool. Cause you were, I, and has your, has your videos, have they always, like you have a theme obviously. So, you know, if anyone's listening to have, you know, watch Colin's videos, like he, you know, he's always got, you always get your do rag. Um, yeah. Is that like, <laughs> just for like brand consistency or like what's, cause I've seen you like do some other things. I've seen you have like, like we're gonna talk about this a little bit later, but in one of your videos, you're like you had a doctor character. You've had I've seen I think I've seen yeah. you had like you've had like other characters in there. Like, what's is the do rag just like? Is just you wear do rag all the time, or is it just like a brand? Like, 
like a recognizability thing like what is that like where did that come from it's a it's a little bit of a brand but i didn't mean for it to be like that though, <laughs> to be honest uh i uh so when i first because i think for like my first like four or five videos i had my do-rag uh -huh. and um i actually took it off because i realized I was like, dang, why do I, like, I got my do-rag. Like, I don't want nobody thinking that, like, I'm scared of people seeing my hairline or nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, so so I exposed it early. I said, let me go ahead and take my do-rag off for, like, four or five videos so nobody can be like, oh, what, what's under your head? You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I, and it would make me mad if, you know, I was, like, speak, I was spitting some, some, I don't want to curse, but some real. Yeah, some real, yeah, some fire. Some real stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the only thing they focused on is I ain't got no do rag. Right. On, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, but but the reason I wear my do rag is, I mean, at this point, I pretty much wear it now because people like seeing me with my do rag. Right. On. Like, <laughs> I do, you know, I do a lot of like like I use the Wii music in like a lot of my a lot of my videos, yeah. and uh, ninety percent of the reason I use it is because people love it. You know what I'm saying? Like when I use a different song, people be like, "Where's the Wii music? Where's the Wii music?" So if you It'd be little stuff that, like, if I don't do it in the video, people will call me out for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, like, I don't even realize, like, some of the stuff that I do, I don't even notice it until people tell me. Like, people say that I shrug my shoulders a lot, but I don't even realize. Yeah. Like, when I go back and I'm like, I don't try to do that. I'm just talking. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a whole bunch of stuff that I do. So, I think with the do-rag, it might be the same thing. I mean, to, at this point, it's kind of a brand thing because people, some people know me as Dr. Do-rag. Right. But you know, I didn't mean for it to be like that. It just kind of happened. It's it's funny how people will people people pay attention to you because like I do a lot of stuff just because I personally want to, and you never really know like who's who's paying attention closely, and and especially when you have you know a big following and everything like that. Like um, when I on my Snapchat, like I do, I post a lot of uh, a lot of food stuff just because like I I like to try different things out, you know, whatever. Um, and I keep an like, account like I, I have this like thing that I call it um, I know you're in love part whatever and I've, I've gone like you know a little over like a hundred now I've done a bunch of them and if I miss a number I do a number I already did somebody will be like oh you you did 77 last time I'm like so it's weird like how people yeah. like really like you know pay it's, yeah. it's, it's funny um, and I was actually I'm sorry yeah go ahead right, let me see I was actually going. Uh, I was going to do a video on uh, is it okay to date somebody if they go overweight? Yeah. And, and like I, I did that video a while ago, and I completely forgot. But somebody's like, "Didn't you already make a video about this a while ago?" <laughs> I was like, "Did?" I? Yeah. So I went back because because you know all my videos are in the thread on Twitter. Yeah. I went back. I'm like, "Oh, I did make a video about that." Right. I, like, oh, I guess I guess how I talk about something else then. Like I right. I don't want to double dip. You know. Right. You got to keep an archive of <laughs> stuff. Right. Yeah, that's funny. Well, let, um, let's talk about a couple of them uh, specifically. One of them I really uh, appreciated, you know, because you, you know, I mean, you talk about a lot of different things, family, you know, relationships, everything yeah. like that. One of them I really appreciated though was the one that you posted, and I'm about to go into because I sent it to myself. Um, it was the one you posted back in October. And the title of the video is "You're Not Okay and That's Okay," and yes. it's that was a very, um, you know, important and impactful video, um, you know, for me personally, but you know, for I'm sure for a lot of people. Like, what what uh, caused you to do that video? And tell, just tell me the thought process behind it. Uh, tell everybody what it's about, 
you know, why you did it and everything like that and what you learned from it. Okay. Okay. So the video is called, uh, like you said, you're not okay. And that's okay. And, uh, it's basically, um, I did like a little skit where I was, uh, Dr. Durag. And I was also kind of like a patient where, you know, he was kind of coming to a doctor, you know, for help, you know, and he was about to commit suicide. And, um, basically he was telling, uh, this story to the doctor and the doctor was like, you know, you're not okay. And that's okay. You know, just don't, it's okay to struggle, but just don't suffer in silence. You know what I'm saying? And, um, really what made me do that is I actually get a lot of messages from people and, uh, you know, tweets from people telling me that, you know, like they were about to kill themselves, but you know, my videos, you know, really help them through some tough times. And, you know, like I get messages like that. I don't want to say a lot, but you know, anytime Enough. you get messages like yeah. that, yeah. It's, I mean, anytime you get messages like that, it really hits you. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? I would say I get stuff like that at least, you know, once or twice a month. You know what I'm saying? And it's sad because like suicide is always a, you know, that's just something sad to me. So I knew I had to make a video about it, you know, just to, let people know that you know suicide is not the answer and you know because i take depression and mental health i take all that stuff serious and i've been meaning to make a video about you know mental health and depression for a while and i just knew i just i just felt like it was time so that's why i made that right yeah that, and what, what did you learn from it afterwards like once you put it out there you know once you got you know feedback like what did you learn learn from doing that well, first of all, I didn't know it was going to get that many views. I didn't, I, when I first uploaded, I was like, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to get received. But instantly, as soon as I posted it, I mean, like within, I think, 10 minutes, I had like 20,000 views. Wow. So I'm like, okay, cool. So, so it's getting received well. But it, I mean, it was, it was people telling me they, they had cried. I had got so many messages from people telling me they love me and, you know, they appreciate me. And, you know, it was nice to see me talking about, you know things that are serious and not necessarily in a in a comedic way but i guess the overall what it really taught me is that people are depressed man like mental health like i don't i don't know if you you read the timeline a lot but like you see a lot of people talking about mental health and how you know depressed they are that is real man yeah absolutely and just you just you talking about your problems will make other people feel comfortable talking about their problems. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something that, like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to call it, like, a hot topic because it's, it's you know, serious and it's something that's, that's always, you know, mental health and mental health issues have always been been the, the fabric of our society. Yeah. I think, like, a lot of things, social media has brought up that those issues to our attention, like, a lot of issues. Um, but I, I, I really did, you know... And that, that it was just a video that I just appreciated, just from a just from a fact that like it was was sincere, but also it was like very again you were you were you were still edu educating, like you know like saying, hey, these are some things that people you know were telling me, and and you know I you know people were telling me oh just share blah blah blah, and like you know you're you're educating people on how not to respond to right. people with that might be going through uh, mental health issues or people that have suicidal thoughts so you're you're educating you know people but also like sharing your personal experience so i think all around it was just a great video and that was really cool that you did that um yeah so another video i want to talk about 
is the one you just released. I, I was just texting you about it, and I thought it was yeah. like so crazy because I was like, man, like that's the direction that I was going to go. He put a video out about it, so it was actually perfect. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but you were talking about advice, advice being overrated. So in my 26 years of life, I've given advice to people of all ages, races, nationalities, and I've come to realize that advice as it pertains to relationships and dealing with other people is overrated as hell. And the reason I say that is because in all my years of just spitting real learned that when people come to you for advice, they don't really want advice. They either want you to just listen to their problem, encourage them to continue doing the same bullshit they've been doing, or both. And the reason it's so annoying is because the solution to people's problems is almost always some obvious For example, somebody would come to you and say, I'm not happy in my relationship. I haven't been happy in a long time. Yeah, I've talked to my partner about it on numerous occasions. And every time I express my unhappiness, they basically tell me to go Myself. What should I do? So you give them the obvious correct answer because you want to help them, right? So in a nutshell, you advise them to tell their partner to go jump off a cliff. But y'all know how this story ends. They don't f***ing listen. So they end up getting f***ed over again just to come back to you for advice on the same situation. Just like, what you want me to do, a magic trick? I already told you what the hell to do. If your hard head would have just listened to me two months ago and you wouldn't be in this little pickle now would you i tweeted about all this a few days ago and somebody said you're not a real friend if you wouldn't help them even if they didn't listen to you the first time and to that i say this the first and most important rule of helping other people is to understand that you cannot help somebody if they ain't willing to help themselves you know i'm just gonna put it out there i feel like i'm a person that uh i've been told i shouldn't say that i've been told that, uh, you know, I'm a good listener and I'm good at giving advice, you know, yada, yada. Um, I've been told that I, I uh, am good at understanding people in different different perspectives. I can, I can you know, empathize, whatever. So anyway, um, so, you know, I give people advice, not all the time, but, you know, if they ask me, I will. Um, and so it's, it. I know what it's like to give someone advice and they not take it or they like you repeat the same action and, and yeah. not learn from it or, or whatever and still want to come to me at advice. And I think it, 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 for anybody, it would get on their nerves if you're giving somebody advice and they're, you know, still doing their thing, but they're all, always the person coming to you for help. So I related to that video a whole lot, basically, what right. I'm trying to say, uh, <laughs> um, you know, not trying to ramble too much, but I really uh, can relate to that video. What, what, what was, what happened or, or what was it that made you decide that you wanted to talk about that? So, cause I have a friend and you know, I don't want to say, yeah. that, <laughs> you don't have to, <laughs> I have a friend. I have a friend that asked me for advice on something and, you know, uh, I gave it to him and, you know, he didn't listen, obviously. But then he came back to me and asked me for advice for the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Because he didn't take my advice the first time. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, he came back again and asked me, you know, what should he do? I'm like, I was like, well, I already told you what to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why are you coming back to me and asking me again? Right. You know, like, are you going to listen this time, right. or are you just going to me talk? <laughs> right. Because if you just want to, I mean, if, if you just want to, like, if you want me to listen to your problems, then I'm, I'm, I will do that. I'm your friend. I'm supposed to listen to you, but don't come to me asking me what you want me to. I'm sorry. Don't ask me what I think you should do when you're not going to listen anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now you just wasting both of our time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that's. And it was just. It was funny to me because. 
like you give advice so so much, <laughs> you know, with these videos. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> like it's it's almost like a, a a funny, you know, irony. It's like you know, all he does is you know give great advice on these videos, and he's like, you know what, advice is overrated. You know, if, if people, you know, people, you know, are gonna do what they want to do is basically what you're what you're you know what you were saying and i totally agree with that um right go ahead I mean, no go ahead right and and you know what i was saying was you know i think you know when it comes to advice like i say it's it's overrated but um i think people are gonna do what they want to do yeah. like you said and people learn best from their own mistakes you know what i'm saying so i can give you you know the keys to life you know what i'm saying and i can tell you i can tell it i can tell somebody to go left but they're not just going to go left. They're going to go right and then realize, oh, I should have went left. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then them in the future, somebody's going to ask them, you know, pretty much they're going to be like on the same road or whatever. And then they're going to ask them and they're going to be like, yeah, you should go left. And they're going to the person is gonna be like, oh well, I probably want to go right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So they're gonna end up going right. It's it's like a it's like a never ending cycle. People learn from their mistakes. Is all I was saying. So why is it that you think? that you know you like you mentioned people are going to do what they want to do that's sort of it's almost it feels like it's a human nature but yeah but do you feel like what are some other factors that you think especially for men like why do, is it so hard for people just to uh break bad habits or just to take you know good advice like what like is it a generational thing is it a you know like what, like what is it that makes people stubborn when they're when like you said like we said in the beginning like a lot of the things that you give advice on and you may you may come at it with a different approach with your friends and i, and I understand that for sure yeah. but you know even in your videos you know a lot of the points that you make are, are hard to argue with because of the objective standpoint that you come out of adam from so like you know even when we hear advice that makes sense to us what is it from your standpoint do you think makes it makes it so hard for people just to to you know take good advice or to break bad habits so i think it's two things uh i think number one uh temptation like the strength of temptation is always going to, well, for the most part, is going to override any any logical sense in your head. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like, so yeah, if, if I'm thinking to myself, it's kind of like as a kid, right? right? As a kid, you're you're so tempted. Like when your kid, when your when your parents tell you not to do something, you know what I'm saying? You believe them when they say it's not good for you, but you're so tempted to try it to see exactly what it is. You know what I'm saying? So that's number one. And then number two, which is what it kind of leads to, is experience is the best teacher. You know what I'm saying? You don't really you don't really understand something until you're directly affected by it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you talking to somebody that it's kind of like smoking, right? When somebody say don't smoke, but they over there smoking and stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't realize that you shouldn't smoke until you got, you know, until you got lung cancer or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I really don't like when people, you know, who smoke tell other people not to smoke because you're not doing, you're, you're kind of doing them a disservice. Right. You know what I'm saying? By smoking in front of them and telling them not to smoke because, like I said, experience is the best teacher. So temptation and experience, that's why I feel like, you know, people don't, listen to advice from other people right that's the biggest thing i think it depends on personality as well you know one of the things i think i actually quoted your video when i said this like one of the quotes one of my favorite quotes that i that i like to live by is that um 
you know, a wise man learns from other people's mistakes, a fool learns from his own mistakes. And we all make mistakes and we all learn from them. That's not saying that, you know, anybody's perfect. But I feel like pers- some people's personalities allow them to see that something, see that the, some people's personalities allow them to see that a person smoking cigarettes, you know, is telling me not to smoke it. And I can, you know, seeing the effects of it and knowing the effects of it, I can, you know, make that decision for myself. Okay, I'm not going to do that because I see in not only one, but several people's experiences that it doesn't lead to, you know, a, a, a good, healthy life. Right. Um, and other people right. have so, to, other people have to, and other people, just their mindset, it's like, you know, they, they, it's something that they have to experience and go through and learn from. So I feel like, you know, that it's two different personalities, but also, you know, some people just have that, have, have the, I have to, I want to try it for myself mentality about some things and not other things. So I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, a lot, you know, temptation, like you said, uh, you know, wanting to experience things for yourself has a lot to do with it. But some people, um, you know, sometimes it's just a personality thing, I think, as well. But go ahead. I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is I think maybe cigarettes was a bad. Oh. Uh, was a bad <laughs> yeah. Character. You know what I'm saying? Because I think, yeah, some people can just look at cigarettes and say, I don't want to smoke yeah. like me. One, I've never smoked a cigarette. Right. <laughs> but, uh, so I just I just stay in the realm of relationships. Yeah, you know what I'm absolutely. saying? So let's say you let's say you you have you ha- you're dating somebody that is obviously bad for you right you know what i'm saying and everybody around you is trying to get you out of this relationship but you love them so much you know what i'm saying and it's not until you know something bad really happens yeah and, and to, it's not until something bad really happens when you realize man i need to get out of this relationship so then you end up getting out of it and you advise somebody else that's in a very similar you know situation and tell them I've been there, trust me. But the person that you're giving advice to has never been there. So they're going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it until something bad happens to them. Absolutely. And then they're going to get out of it. And then it's like, it's just, it's kind of like a, a, the circle of life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> you know, nobody really, nobody really listens to people, you know, that's, that's trying to tell them anything because as long as they haven't had a bad experience with something, then they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Back with the Barbershop Podcast with your boy Max Weezy. And I have content creator, entertainer, video maker, all around funny guy Kylan here with me inside the Barbershop. Kylan, say what's up to the people one more time. Yes, sir. What's up? So we've been having a pretty good good session so far. We've been talking a lot about um, just like life topics and especially the ones that you cover in your videos, such as relationships. Uh, advice, mental health, all that stuff, and I really appreciate you coming on and and discussing that this all this with me. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, but I know you talk a lot a lot of basketball yeah, um, <laughs> on Twitter. Is that, is that your favorite sport, basketball? Uh, I think football is my favorite sport. Football like favorite. basketball too. Yeah, football is your favorite. Okay, yeah, that's, I'm the same way. Football is my my absolute undisputed favorite sport. Yeah. Um, I like basketball and I actually can like have conversations about other sports too, like baseball, soccer, hockey, whatever. But um, for sure, for sure, football. But we're in the middle of basketball season, we're right at the all star break. So the MVP race right now is Paul George, Giannis, 
James Harden. There's a couple more names out there, but who do you think deserves it? Oh man. At this point. Oh man. I it's hard, man. Uh if you made me choose right now who was my MVP, I would go Giannis one, Paul George two, James Harden three. Okay. If you made me pick right now, but that's that's hard. That's hard. And the only reason I got Paul George over James Harden is that Paul George is doing – you know Paul George is in a run for defensive player of the year right now? I, I learned that today, actually. I didn't know that He's before. Doing, he, they, I think they have the third seed or the, the three seed right now. And, they, like, they winning. And They're high he's, up, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's dropping 40 every night. He's yeah. playing defense. Like, I – I, I don't know how you put James Harden over him right now. And, you know, I've been watching James Harden play a lot. And, you know, I'm not the biggest James Harden fan because I don't like his style of play. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he don't really play defense. And he he do, he do stat pad a lot. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I, I respect him. Uh, so I won't, I won't go as far as to say that he doesn't deserve MVP. But I'm putting Giannis and Paul George over him. You know, Giannis is the, is the one C right now. I think he's averaging 28 and 14 or something like that. The one seed, I mean, you, it's hard to put pick somebody over over him right now to me. So the MVP for me, and this goes for, for football and, and basketball, and for me, it's always either been, okay, you either have to vote. As long as you vote for the best player on the best team or vote for the best player that is carrying his team without a lot of help, then you're, you're good in my book. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like Harden, you know, because Giannis, like, okay, he's the best player on the best team in the East, arguably, though, because Toronto's right there. I think I think when I looked at it, I think Toronto was actually number one, but, like, it's close, right? So, it's like Toronto's now, number one? I think. Let me, I can look again right now where, where we're on this, the but number one. I can look right now. It's, it's very close. Okay. Um, but, but... You know, again, like it's you know, yeah, like the the Bucks are. Um, hold on, let me look right now. One second. Okay, I'm gonna start that again. All right, so in my MVP argument, I normally when this goes for football and baseball, <laughs> this goes for football and basketball. I normally either have to pick the best player. Or I, I feel comfortable picking either the best player on the best team or the best player that's carrying a team without much help, but that still have, has them in a good position. Yep. So right now, like if you go best player, best team, well, Milwaukee has the best record of in in the NBA. Their 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 winning percentage is the is the highest in the NBA, and Giannis is the best player on the best team. So yeah, Giannis is it would definitely be a good pick. Um, they're they're forty three fourteen. Toronto's forty three sixteen. So they're right they're right a, a step above Toronto. Um, but honestly, th- honestly, the fact that Harden is you know he's yeah he's padding stats. He doesn't play defense. He does he's not a good great all around player. Especially compared to Paul George and Giannis. But you know Paul George does have help and not just like Westbrook who's who's sort of regressed a little bit, but also. Steven Adams, um, uh, Schroeder's playing well, you know, yada, yada. And 
Giannis has another all-star playing with him and Chris Middleton. So my my heart more goes towards Harden for this year only because, you know, the Rockets, you know, were in a slump for a little bit. They're in, in the fifth seed, and he's, like, by far, you know, carrying that team. He's put the team on his back. Um but you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if Giannis won. You know, obviously, you know, again, best player, best team. That's what a lot of people vote for when it comes to the MVP. But Harden, I, I would just put Harden over Paul George because, you know, again, he's he's carrying a, a depleted Houston Rockets team, you know, and Paul George is doing great, but he does have a lot of good players around him, and they are they are like you said, they're third in the West, so. Uh, the the uh, Thunder th- third in the West, so I think you can't really. I think this is the year where if you choose one of those three, depending on how the rest of the season goes, if you choose one of those three, you can't. It's not no, none of those choices are really bad choices, but if they're all good candidates for different reasons, which is the craziest part about it, man. I would love to see Paul George win this year, mainly because it will be a, it will be a good story. Uh, he just what broke his leg was that two years ago, three years ago. He came back, you know. He ended up going to OKC. He had an atrocious playoffs last year, and I, I can't see. I like Paul George, but I can't see him having another MVP season. Um, I can, you know, Giannis is what 23, 24, or something like that. You know, Giannis is going to win MVPs in the future. Not saying that he shouldn't win it right now, but I, I would love to see. Paul George take home the MVP trophy. I don't think he is. I don't think they're going to vote for him like that. He's going to get a couple of votes, but I would love to see him win MVP this year. The funny thing is, I don't think Paul George gets enough credit for doing something that we've all, you know, criticized other players for doing, right? So we've, you know, with all this mobility in the NBA, you know, we've criticized players for moving and going to different teams, but, you know, Paul George wasn't didn't choose OKC. He was traded there. And he could have went to L.A., joined LeBron, and, and been on the Lakers, but he chose to stay yeah. on the team, which is, like, crazy because we bash all these other players for for leaving. And then he's like, you know, I'm just going to chill who are Westbrook and, and try to do it, do it here. So I don't think he gets enough credit for that. That's a matter of respect to him for that. Right. Um. But, yeah, so let's pivot a little bit to – uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. But in in terms of, we know we we know the West is pretty, you know, Golden State. <laughs> in terms of like yeah. the playoffs and everything like that, you know, different things can happen. But in terms of the East, it's pretty pretty tight race. In terms of like who who do you think is coming out of there? Who's coming out of the West? Yeah, in the uh, for the finals. Oh, uh, Golden State. I can't. I mean, I'm sorry, not the West. Um, the East. The East. Yeah. Uh, this is a, uh, this is a hot take on Twitter. I say. <laughs> I said the Philadelphia 76ers was coming out. I think I think from top to bottom, they are the best team in the East. I can't I can't see nobody in the East beating them in a seven game series. Wow, okay. Um yeah, that that addition of Tobias Harris is definitely a big one for sure. Oh yeah. Tobias Harris, they got they got Tobias Harris. Matter of fact, I think when they go against Golden State. I think they're gonna be able to compete with them. Okay, why do you, why do you say that? Because they got so they got a big man, you know, in, in Joel Embiid, who is who's gonna give you twenty eight and fourteen every game. Uh, I think with Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, they gonna have they, it's gonna provide some real good perimeter defense. 
And I think J.J. Reddick, you know, I'm not sure how good J.J. Reddick is going to be in the playoff. But I think I, I, I give him a chance. I think I think it's going to be a six-game series. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think there's – I think that toughness, too, of like – that would be an interesting matchup between uh, Boogie and uh, Joel Embiid for sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think it will – yeah, I think that would be interesting. The 7 6 definitely can – Match up for sure. I know that there's been like a lot of talk lately about Ben Simmons and his growth. Like, you know, is he going to be able to? Has he developed enough um, as a as a shooter to be able to to um, to be able to uh, you know be effective in the in the playoffs or you know in a in a clutch situation like the finals or even the Eastern Conference Finals. So. That'll definitely be be interesting to see for sure. Yeah. See, Ben Simmons, I ain't gonna I, I was talking to somebody about this a couple of days ago. I don't like Ben Simmons. <laughs> I don't I it's, okay, I don't think he's trash, but I I, I just don't I, I just I'm just not feeling it. I think yeah, it's <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know how to feel about Ben Simmons right now. It's, I think it's it's early and and you know he a, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, obviously criticism of him has obviously been his his shooting, but um, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's still young. I think he, it's we have to see, you know, how 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 hard he's gonna go, you know, in terms of like just effort and and you know you you see it with Joel Embiid, like he's all in, he's he's you know the the leader, the vocal leader, and Ben Simmons. I feel like it's sort of in the position where he can be, but we just have to see if he's like ready to take that role, not only from a, not only from a personality standpoint, but just from a, you know, basketball standpoint too. Like, is he going to be a person that you can rely on, you know, basketball wise and that comes and that has to start with him getting better and improving. And, you know, there's questions as to if he's done that or if he's put the work in. So, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben Simmons, man, I, I I need to see something else, man. He's I feel like he miss I feel like he missed a dunk every time I watch him, like a like a a wide open dunk. I, I'm like, come on, man, come on. And I know he's young. And every time I talk to talk to people about these young players, they always say, give him time, give him time. You know, I'm a Lakers fan, but come on, I, I don't listen. Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball ain't it, man. Oh, you don't like Lonzo? Lonzo Ball ain't it. Huh? You don't like Lonzo? I know. I mean, not for okay. When I say okay, when I say I don't like somebody, I don't mean that I think that they trash. But what I mean is, I think that they're not going to be these, you know, superstars that you know that that people hype them up to be. Same thing with Brandon Ingram. You know, uh, I said, I said, Brandon, when Brandon Ingram first came to the Lakers, I was excited as hell. Like, I, I was on Snapchat going crazy when we drafted Brandon Ingram. But, you know, there was all this hype about, you know, maybe he was going to be the next KD or something like that. He was going to be this scoring machine. And what, it's been three, four years that I'm just not seeing it. And that, that don't mean that I, I think he's trash. And I was talking to my, I was talking to my, my friend about this the other day. Um, I think he will be great coming as a six man. I think he would be great as a six man, but I can't. But with for somebody at that length, you know, I was expecting. 
expecting, you know, I ain't gonna say I was expecting KD, but hey, I was expecting you to average 20. Right. Average 16 <laughs> a game. You know what I'm saying? You 16. Yeah. I, I expect you to give me, you know, 20 points and eight rebounds. Right. You know, give me that. But, you know, but I think he will be a real good six man. I, yeah, I think I think you just I'm I'm a I'm a person that's like okay let's wait and, and see it a little bit because the only reason I say that is because I feel like there there are players that you sort of need time to matriculate some 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 things because everyone's not cut out to be a superstar right so like yeah like Luka Doncic like he's a superstar that's that oh yeah he's he, he's yeah. been he's 19 and he's like just killing it like you know immediately you know as as well as Dennis Smith Jr. played last year and you know he he was on Sports Center a lot he had a lot of highlight dunks he was he's he's a pretty good jumper like Luca like from jump has been a game changer for that organization um yeah, yeah. and yeah, I, I think no I was just gonna say I think he should have been an all-star this year but um but I mean that, and, and but not every player is is going to be that. So I feel like, um, you know, I, I'm not gonna, you know, we can talk about specific players all day long, but I, I think that star quality. There's there's a difference between a star and a superstar, and some people can just like right off the jump like do it, and those are usually the superstars, the ones that can just like come out and and dominate, you know, from day one. But I feel like other players just kind of need more more time to grow into themselves. Um, because you, because I feel like even like the the Paul Georges of the world, the James Hardens, like you know they they weren't you know killing it from 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 day one. They needed time to develop. So I think there's definitely some. Uh, 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 I, I think it's just a, 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 on a player to player basis, you know. To be honest, but we'll see. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I hope I hope something happened with uh with Brandon Ingram to where maybe he just have a breakout year where he's just averaging 25 a game. But Lonzo Ball, I don't see it. I, I, I think I think Lonzo Ball is going to be solid, but I think I think his ceiling and people said I was being disrespectful when I said this, but it's it's, it's not a bad player. I think his ceiling is somebody like Rajon Rondo. That's not that's not a bad player. Yeah, he, he won a championship. Yeah, he was a, he was a starting point guard. Yeah, but I think I think that's his ceiling. Yeah, I I like Lonzo a lot. I think Lonzo. I think he might be, and, and this is and this is interesting point because I watch. I didn't I, I didn't mean to go into basketball this long, but we into it, so I'll just I'll just go ahead and, and, and talk about it. Yeah. But um, Lavar Ball was on did like a, a few shows um, last week, and he talked about some of the things that were that were going on, and I think that this is a part of it that I just want to see with with Lonzo. If if you might be right, if if he goes to another team or if they get a different coach. And he's the same. Then I think, okay, yeah, you're right. But it it may be the the system, and it may be the coaching only because, um, you know, there there's evidence, there's numbers that back up the fact that Lonzo is does make players better because of the way he distributes. His passing is really good. His instincts is good. He plays good defense. He, you know, he does a lot of things well. That doesn't mean he's he's supposed to be this you know transformational player, but I think first of all with with uh, time I like to see him just with more time and also just with a either you know just I don't I don't know about Luke, Luke Walton but I just want to see him like in a system that like works for him 
And right. once I see that, and or once I see it, it, there, he's been in the system for a while that is not like Luke Walton's, where he's getting subbed out at random random times, and he still struggles. Then okay, I get then yeah, he, he might, he's not going to be like hey on the rashes like Magic said, but. Um, you know, I th- I think we just need. I think I I just need to see more. I just need to see a different situation for him. Um, I think the one thing that's an, that's a little unfortunate for him is that, and you can't coach this, so it's something that I don't know if it's ever going to change. But his temperament is something that's like uh, sort of disappointing because he's sort of like it's not lackadaisical, but he's just he's just like so chill or and so like non aggressive. <laughs> You know, it, it it kind of gets in the way of some things. I think for him, but I don't know. I I I, I just see this. I, I I kind of was hoping that he would get traded just so I could see him in a different spot. So maybe, you know, maybe in a place where he could, uh, you know, use his talents to the best. Because maybe Luke Walton's not really providing that for him. Does that make sense? That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for sure. But yeah. So I I I um, I, and just. Just to say, I think in the East, I think this is if if it's anybody's year this year, it's definitely Toronto. I think from a desperation standpoint, coming out of the East, Toronto, Boston are the most desperate teams. I think Toronto. I think Kawhi. I don't know how his health is. I think they just rested him just to get him, just to keep make sure his body's right. But I, yep. I, I personally see Toronto coming out of the East. Um. You know, Kawhi's amazing. They just added Mark Gasol. Kyle Lowry de- is definitely desperate. I, I think just to make a make it to the finals. So I think Toronto, just from an experience factor, is ready right now to go to the finals. I, Toronto's a good pick. Yeah, I think Toronto's ready right now for it. They they've been there before. Their fans are ready for it. Kawhi's got experience. Mark Gasol is a great player. So I think Toronto would be my pick. I think Boston. Is the probably from a talent perspective and from a like, and I'm including coaching as in this as well. I think Boston's probably the most talented team in the East. Uh, they their chemistry is all off though, so I can't trust them. I can't pick them with confidence to win, but I, I would definitely lean towards Toronto uh, personally. Yeah, I gotta go with the Sixers, man. <laughs> I like I, I like I like Joel and B. Yeah. Yeah, just, I like Joel Embiid, and I didn't used to like him, but I like him now. Yeah, he's nasty for sure. <laughs> yeah, he he's one guy that proved me wrong. When I first saw him, I was like, I, I don't know, I don't see it. No, nah, he is here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's here. And actually, it was funny because I was like, I saw an article on ESPN the other day about like who the next great great player is in the NBA, and it kind of broke down. It was between Giannis, Luca, and Joel Embiid. Um, so it was just funny, I, you know. We don't I don't have to go into that, but it definitely is something to to look at for sure. I think the league is in good hands though, because there's so many talented players. So let's talk about this. Let's kind of switch gears a little bit. And this isn't really. This is like sort of like a half sports, half culture, half pop culture discussion that's been that's been popping up for days. It sort of started when it sort of has always been on Twitter a little bit. Uh, yeah. But it has sort of heated up uh, to a point. So uh, for guy, for people that sort of know, everyone knows, you know, Sierra, the singer, she's been around. She's been our lives for a long time. Uh, everyone knows, you know, her husband, Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, 
won the Super Bowl, yada, yada, yada. Really good football, really good quarterback for the Seahawks. Um, they have always been very public just about their relationship and about their marriage and everything like that. They're very, they have that couple that is, you know, putting on airs of perfection on social media and like, they always like are very public about how much they love each other with their posts and everything like that. It's sort of annoying, low key, but uh, <laughs> they're very, <Yeah. laughs> very public about that. Uh, so, so, and they, so yeah, they've always been that. But everyone, but the pro, the thing is, everyone knows that uh, Sierra uh, was once. I don't know if they ever got married. I think they might have been engaged or something, maybe. Uh, but she was in a relationship with Future. They had a, they have a child, um, yeah. so now you sort of have this like public like you know Sierra's moved on. Obviously, she's married to Russell Wilson, yada yada. Uh, it doesn't seem like future is like moved on all the way yet, but you know it's when you have a a child with somebody, you know you're always connected with them. So that's always that's been in the public spectrum for a while now, for a couple of years now. The whole Russell Wilson future Sierra drama, and Really, it all every time Future in the past couple of years, every time Future releases a project, it always seems to come back into the conversation because people are trying to look for Easter eggs and Future's music. Like, oh, did he take shots at Sierra? Did he say this? Did he say that? So, yeah. When Future released this last project uh, a couple months ago, apparently there was you know some some subtle jabs. Uh, this was the uh, he he dropped the Wizard. Um, project so um or i think in january and um they were saying like some of the lines about about some of the lines and some of the songs were or committed about sierra or about how russell wilson um you know always listens to whatever sierra says that they're trying to call him a punk whatever um i think there were some comments that came out around the time of that with the release of that project where future was uh was saying in an interview that he was upset because Russell or um, Sierra had their son around Russell Wilson before Russ, him and he and Russ had gotten to meet, you know, officially in person. And there's all this drama. But anyway, the conversation that has continued to uh, matriculate from that, that whole drama, if you've been paying attention to it, uh-huh. the question that constantly comes up is, uh, about Russell Wilson and why do people think he's corny? Yeah, <laughs> or because you know whatever. Because and there's there's like a lot of different topic points with the whole relationship. But the question that seems to be very very uh, hot right now is why do people think Russell Wilson is corny? Why do people think Russell Wilson is corny? Is he corny? Yada yada. So I'm gonna let you give your perspective on that. But I want to. I just want to s- state my side of the the uh, argument right now and say that. I personally believe that the conversation has been hijacked because to football fans, especially people that pay attention to football like a lot, like you watch the NFL Network, you see interviews, you see all this kind of stuff that really pay attention to football. Um, I feel like football fans know that the persona of Russell Wilson has always been that he's a little, he's a, he's a cornball. Like he's a little, he's really nice. He says all the right things. He's sort of like the black Andrew Luck, right? He's always like positive. You never hear, hear him say anything negative. He's very like, you know, upright. He, he's, 
you know, not your typical black quarterback. Um, you know, he's more of a, a Carlton Banks than he is a Will Smith. He's he's not like Cam or he, with the swag. He's not like Lamar Jackson where he's like real gutter. He's he's really you know proper and really you know a lot of people think, especially in the black community, a lot of black men would call him corny. Not that it's a bad thing. We can't all be this. We, we're all different, Roger people. But I feel like that's always been his reputation since he entered the league. And that was okay. Nobody really cared. Um, you know, <laughs> there was there were articles written in the ESPN from his his teammates uh, on the Seahawks that that sort of had this pleasure with it. But the general public, you know, we knew how he was, but nobody talked about it. But the conversation has come up now because, as I said before, in my opinion, the conversation has been hijacked from it being about his, that personality to, oh, y'all think he's corny because he treats Sierra right or because he shows her how much he loves her or because he expresses his love and because he's not future who, you know, did her wrong and yada, yada, yada. So I think there's people that, like, are arguing that people think he's corny for that reason because he treats Sierra right, which is not the case. Right. I don't think anybody's right. ever said he's corny for treating your... No one thinks that treating your girl right is corny. Russell right. Wilson is corny because Russell Wilson is corny. So, <laughs> so that's my thing. I just wanted to get that out there. I was, I was so tired of like people trying to make this about their relationship. But that's my perspective on it, man. What do you What do you think? No, I, I agree <laughs> that I, I agree with the fact that it has been hijacked. And, uh, I think people did turn uh, this this uh, Russell Wilson. People call him Russell Wilson. You know, corny into this uh, this kind of parade of kind of toxic masculinity. I actually saw somebody say that. <laughs> they was like, it was like, they said, they, I think they said uh, people call Russell Wilson, well, they said men call Russell Wilson corny because of toxic masculinity. I was like, oh, sh- shut up. <laughs> just, just, just shut up. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, the way that I feel about it, so I, I feel like calling somebody corny is just like calling somebody ugly. Like, I think it's like, Corny is one of those things where it's totally subjective. You know what I'm saying? So you could think something is corny, but, you know, I wouldn't. I don't think, you know, I don't think that they're corny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because um, uh, I think everybody is probably corny to somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, for example, I personally think, you know, Kevin Hart is the funniest comedian ever. Mm-hmm. But it, but when I say that, people say, oh, my God, he's so corny. He's corny. He's, I'm like, I don't think he's corny. I just think he's funny. Yeah. So, uh, some people think Cam Newton, the way he dresses is corny, but right, yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it's, again, yeah. that's why I say, you know, yeah. calling somebody corny is totally subjective. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really no right or wrong answer, but I totally agree with you. I think, uh, most people, you know, when you call Russell Wilson corny, they automatically lump that in with you saying, Oh, you think he's corny because he treats his woman right No, That's, that's not what it is. That, 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 that's not what it is at all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's too, and I hate to pick on women um, because there, I, there, I know there's a lot of women out there that love sports, that watch sports. So I'm not trying to say anything about women not watching sports, but I think women, pers- a lot of women, perceive Russell Wilson as Sierra's husband and and maybe guys who don't pay attention to football perceive him as that as well. 
and look at and, and there's like pockets of like future fans who you know see Russell Wilson as a threat to futures you know legacy or whatever right uh, so there's those people and then there's a group like me and you that you know have watched football for a while and know Russell Wilson's personality and just know that you know that's that's just how he is that's what people thought about him and then you know the the two groups have the groups have merged a little bit um so yeah right yeah uh-huh. i think it's uh how do I want to word this? <laughs> I think, like, like I said, I, I think it's all opinion based. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I don't want to say, well, yeah, I, I think he's corny, or I don't think he's corny, because like, it's it's all opinion, man. I think he is who he is, and uh, but but like you said, I definitely agree with you. I think if, I mean, even if he was cheating on Sierra, I think people yeah. would still say he was corny. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's just the cop out, you know, for people to say because I, I don't really want to change the subject, but like. But you know how the internet is. The internet is gonna is gonna rain down on anything, anything that 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 straight men think. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People are automatically gonna find a way to, you know, they gonna find a way to like, you know, rain on it in in some way. So if it's a whole group of people, a whole group of straight men saying something about another straight man that might be negative. And you know it, it's gonna they gonna make excuses for it. so that's that's what I think it is now. Let me just say that I I, I personally don't think that uh, Russell Wilson is corny. Okay, you know I just think I just think he is who he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, if you think he's corny, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, like I, and just it, it depends on your your perspective, right? So from my perspective, from my upbringing, um, from what I've been sort of like socialized to believe what corny is and what it's not. I think his his personality can be described as like cheesy or corny in my opinion. And like I said before, nothing wrong with that. That's your personality. I'm not I'm not saying he should be different at all. Um I just think that's just a word to describe the way that that he carries himself and and you know but you know to give him credit, you know, he's a he's a man of faith. He's a man that, you know, obviously like respects his, you know, his 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 uh, he treat he wants to treat his family well. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's that's not corny at all. Um, when I say he's corny, I'm just meaning purely from a. I'm using a word to describe just his personality and nothing else. Like not anything else he does is is, is fine with me. I mean, because I mean it's all different. Like there's people like, uh, you know, I hate to bring up Cam Newton again, but. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a Panthers fan, so I I, I you know <laughs> pay attention to him. But you know, Cam Newton is a person that you know takes care of his his you know family. He cares a lot about his kids. He he you know he posts his family all the time on social media. You know, so he's no different from Russell Wilson in terms of being a man that handles his responsibilities in his family. But obviously, you know, Cam Newton and Russell Wilson care themselves completely differently. Um, so I I don't I think people again have sort of hijacked it into a oh you guys think think these actions are corny but it's not that it's just a, a people have sort of labeled that as his personality but again nothing wrong with that at all his personality nah, nah. yeah hey, you're right you're right and again the thing about your know, corny it's not like a it's not like a real word <laughs> right that we made up yeah. <laughs> so it's like i mean and that's why i didn't really even like get into it but like because it, it's all it's 
it's semantics, man. It's it, it just it's 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 your subjective feeling of 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 what somebody is. Like I said, it's just like calling somebody ugly. Like if you if you think you know Beyonce is fine and I think she's ugly, like what are we arguing for? It's it's how we feel about it. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it's not like you know we're saying you know what's two plus two, where there's only one answer. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, I may look at Russell Wilson and say, "Hey, that's the coolest dude in the world." But you may look at him and say, "No, he's corny." You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just just our opinions, man. Absolutely. I want to throw this in there because this is a perspective that I was not even thinking about, and I really want to get your opinion on, man. Like, do you think? And I and I hate having this discussion or this. I hate throwing this angle in here without having a woman on uh, to, to to throw her her opinion in it as well, but. The the I was reading like an article about this discussion on Black Sports Online, and there was and one of the points that was made was that they somebody felt like women wouldn't wouldn't uh, they wouldn't feel the same about Russell Wilson, or they wouldn't see their the Russell Wilson Sierra relationship as a goal, or they wouldn't want him. They wouldn't say they want a man like Russell Wilson if. Russell Wilson was, you know, a regular guy making fifty thousand dollars a year. You know, Russell yeah. Wilson's rich, right? We can't we, let's not kid ourselves. So, like, do you, in your opinion, do you think, do you think like m- people, do you think money factors into that at all? <laughs> like, do you think like women really of want? Course. Do you think really women want to? Do you think really? Do you think really? Do you think? Oh, my bad. <laughs> do you think? <laughs> my bad. There we go. All right. <laughs> I cannot get it out at all. <laughs> Tongue twister. Um, do you think women really want a man like Russell Wilson, or is, or will that? Does his money, you know, play a part in in their you know opinion? I think it changes from woman to woman. Yeah, I think some. I think some women won't. Uh, men like him some women don't you know what i'm saying but if you ask me does money have anything to do with you know who we got obviously yeah. you know what i'm saying we're we talking about women right yeah. now and i'm not saying that all i'm not saying that all women are, are gold diggers right but come on man flavor flav <laughs> flavor flav had a, a whole reality show yeah. on women who was clearly out of his league physical wise right. you know what i'm saying i had them on this show Wanting to be with him, right? You know what I'm saying. So of course, you know, m- money has something to do with it. But I don't want to go out as far as to say that you know, even if you know he wasn't a millionaire, that women still wouldn't want a guy like him. Because I know plenty of women that that want a man like him. You yeah. know what I'm saying. So, I, I, yeah, I, I guess so. So to a degree, I would say. It has something to do with, with money, but I think a lot of women would appreciate a man like him. Yeah, I just feel like there's definitely, again, like I think that maybe in the in this and every man is not reacting this way, but there's some men that sort of like are offended by this whole conversation, and I think it's just because a lot of people, a lot of guys might say, well, you know, Russell Wilson you know, carries himself a certain way and I might not carry myself that way, you know, can, can I still be appreciated by women? Because, um, I'm, you know, they're saying, Oh, I want a guy like Russell Wilson, but you know, 
if you if you perceive Russell Wilson as a cornball or whatever or a nice guy, let's let's put it that way. Like he's a nice, like he kind of comes across as a, as a nice guy, and you know, it's sort of like the whole discussion that everybody has all the time. Like, you know, nice guys finish last. So it's like, I kind of see where some guys are maybe like getting a little sensitive about that. Cause it's like, well, you know, women say all the time, they don't want a guy that's too nice. They don't want a guy that's this. They don't want a guy that's that. But you know, Oh, now Russell Wilson comes in and he's got that got money. So women think women are changing their, their minds just cause he's got money. But you have nice guys in your everyday life that you're, you know, that you're, that you're, ignoring or you're you're curving you know and whatnot so like you know i'm gonna call your bluff on that because you know right so i I, and so this is so this is what i've learned about women yeah you can't listen this is gonna sound bad but just hear me out you can't listen to women when it comes to (laughs) like When it comes to what they want, you can't listen to them. I think you've said that in your videos before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't listen. When it comes to when it comes to what they want, yeah, let me just be specific. When it comes to what they want, you can't listen to them. I mean, these are the these are the we talking about. You know, uh, the only people in the world that you they starving but don't know what they want to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to what they want, you can't listen to women. You know what I'm saying? Like. A woman will say, well, I really want a man that does this and does this and does this. But they have a man that is the complete opposite of that. And they'll stay with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the, I think the bar definitely, definitely changes and moves. And I think, you know, if any if any guys listening that just like is has been just like offended or put off by the whole conversation, I would just say you don't have to have a certain personality in order to attract women, you can be yourself. But I think the bottom line for women is that they just want to be treated right. And every and every human wants to be treated right. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's what the, the bottom line is. I think some people are just like are are we 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 that's what we've been saying the whole time. People are sort of like hijacking the conversation, missing the point a little bit. But I think you can be whatever personality that you know you have. You don't really have to change it. But you know, as long as you, you treat somebody right, you can be as cool as as future, if you want, as you want to be in terms of your personality, or as corny as Russell Wilson, but you know, as long as you're, you know, again treating your girl right, I think you can. You don't have to change your personality at all. Yeah, man, yeah. And, and like I was saying, man, I um, yeah, I, I don't think you should listen to women. Yeah, uh, <laughs> based on what they what they say they want, uh, it, it's somebody for everybody. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. If a woman. Women end up with men that they say they wouldn't like all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, Kevin Hart is as short as he is. I'm pretty sure at some point, Nico Hart said she didn't want to be with a man that was shorter than her. Right. But look at her now. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Women definitely change their mind about what they want for, for sure. A lot easier than a man will. And, uh, that's like a whole different discussion for a whole another day. But you you said it, man. You you really gotta just you know it all just just um, comes down to being yourself. You know, sticking to your guns and you know what what's right for you will, will come to you every time, man. So yeah, yeah, man. That's that's pretty. Um, that is pretty much the tea on that, man. But. Uh, bro, man, I, I appreciate you coming on to this uh, to podcast and, and just chopping it up with me and, and talking to, talking to me about um, these different topics. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity to 
so just talk about a little bit about what your plans are for this upcoming year in terms of your content, in terms of moving forward, what you're trying to do and what people can expect from you. And, and if you could also, again, uh, tell everybody where they can find your stuff for the people that don't that don't that aren't familiar with it, too. Um, that would be great. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, uh, well, I'm glad you said to tell everybody where to find me and what I plan on doing, because um, this little podcast has actually gave me a little bit of experience because I actually plan on starting my own podcast later on this year. Um, so that's why, you know, I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna say I was stuttering, but you know, like I was kind of fumbling over some of my words a little bit. So uh, I really do appreciate this, but um, you can follow me on Twitter at all hell to the gnaw. It's a W W H E L L. T-O-T-H-E-N-A-W. Uh, follow me on Instagram, even though I don't really use it, at Kylan Mother FN Morris, K-Y-L-A-N-M-U-T-H-A-M-F-N-M-O-R-R-I-S. And then you can also like my fan page on Facebook, and that's Kylan Morris. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, pretty much for the rest of the year, I just want to keep, you know, uploading my videos, growing my fan base, you know spreading truth and you know i want to eventually start that podcast later on this year i've been sitting on that for the past two years i should have i should have had a podcast at least a year ago but so much so much got in the way man but you know i'm gonna do it this year for sure what's the that's that's where i'm at what's the podcast gonna be about i don't know yet that's (laughs) why i ain't started it yet you know what i'm saying i'm I'm still trying to I, i don't even have the name of the podcast yet i literally just got on twitter the other day and I asked everybody what the uh, what it should be called. And, you know, I, I came down with some good names. But um, as of right now, I know I want to talk about a lot of things that I can't talk about on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, really, I want to talk about everything from relationships to to politics, to to music, um, to sports. I, I, I want to talk about everything. But I know for a fact that I really want my podcast to be a safe space to talk about things that you can't really talk about on Twitter. Because as much as I love Twitter, you can't really talk about certain things without getting shut down. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I know you follow me, but you, but you notice I don't really talk about, you know, uh, certain. Like, I don't talk about, like, gay marriage. I don't talk about, you know, I don't talk about certain things in that area because I don't want. I don't want to, you know, get shut down and them like that or, you know, and and the thing about Twitter is like everything that you convey is, you know, it, you you convey it through text and you can always take something out of context when it's when it's typed. You know what I'm saying? So and that's another reason I decided to go ahead and start making videos is because you can't just take my, you know, I can explain myself better when I'm talking than when I'm typing. You know what I mean? Right. So I try not I try not to talk about nothing too serious, you know, on Twitter when I'm typing it. But if I want to really talk about something serious, I usually make a video about it. So I feel like once you get to a certain point, like you have, you know, almost two hundred fifty thousand followers. So I feel like once you get to a certain follower level, I feel like you do have to be a lot more careful because yeah. you know a lot of people are gonna see what you see what you uh you say and everything like that so i definitely can feel you on that and i definitely have to agree with you having this podcast for me has allowed me and i tweet a lot of stuff too but i think it's hard to just convey a a complete thought in a tweet for sure so i definitely um i definitely can appreciate that that point as well but um hopefully i'm you know hoping for your success on 
on, on that and, and uh, definitely looking forward to, to seeing that come out and, and giving it a listen. And, and um, also for all the uh, other videos and ideas you come out with, man, I, again, just want to thank you again for uh, for doing this, man. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, y'all, that's it for this episode of The Barbershop. Keep showing us love. We appreciate it. Go ahead and rate and review this podcast and also share on social media and tell your friends about us. And if you're feeling generous, there's a link in the description to become a monthly subscriber. You can do it for as little as 99 cents and you can support this podcast and help us to grow and to glow. We appreciate all the love. We'll see you next time here at The Barbershop. Stay tuned.